1: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at consumer trends and the beef market. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast includes a blowing snow advisory for much of southern Saskatchewan today. Periods of light snow and blowing snow this afternoon. Wind northwest 50 gusting to 70. Temperature falling to minus 9 this afternoon. The low minus 15. Wind chill minus 20 in the evening and minus 29 overnight risk of frostbite. Tomorrow partly cloudy, blowing snow. Wind northwest 40 gusting to 60. Temperature steady near minus 16. Wind chill near minus 30. Risk of frostbite, the low tomorrow night minus 23. Wednesday periods of snow. Temperature steady at all day at minus 15. Thursday sunny, the high minus 7, the low minus 13. Friday sunny with a high minus 8, the low minus 11. Saturday, partly cloudy with a high minus 4, low minus 12. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near minus 8. Normal high for this time of year is minus 11. The normal low, minus 23. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning. It sets at 5.12 tonight. And around the province, uh, the hot spot is Estevan right now in Saskatchewan at minus 2. The cold spot, Uranium City, minus 18. In Saskatoon, it's minus 10. Swift Current, minus 6. Weyburn 3. Yorkton is minus 4. In Regina with drifting snow, it's minus 6. That's 21 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 42 gusting to 57. Humidity is 82%. The barometer rising, 100.0. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 3. Winds are from the northwest at 48, gusting to 57. Once again, Regina with a blowing snow advisory and drifting snow. It's minus 6. That's 21 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers' Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at McDougallAuction.com. A professor of food policy says Saskatchewan cattlemen must become more aware and more reactive to consumer trends. Professor of food policy at Dalhousie University, Sylvain Charlebois, says consumers are becoming more aware of environmental and health trends. He speaks at the Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference in Regina next week.
2: My key message will be uh, that we need to recognize the rise of the conscious carnivore. Uh, Canadians are inherently attached to meat, uh, generally speaking, but they're also uh, they're they're being solicited uh, in many different ways. They're they're being asked to to consider uh, factors like the environment, animal welfare. Uh, there's uh, there's uh, this whole issue of health as well, and so the. Canadians are bombarded by a lot of different uh, pieces of information and, uh, and they're second-guessing their relation with, uh, with meat. And so this is the one thing that, uh, that I think uh, the industry needs to recognize is that there are several options out there that are becoming more and more attractive to, to consumers. And in order to remain competitive, you need to kind of make a different case for yourself.
1: And how do they do that or what do they say?
2: Well, you need to coexist in, in agri-food in Canada. Often, what we see is that you have groups uh, advocating for their commodity, uh, thinking that their commodity actually lives in isolation and and it, and it doesn't cohabit with with other commodities. Uh, for for example, preparing a meatloaf with beef and lentils as well. So instead of advocating for a meatloaf with beef only, why not actually advocate for a meatloaf with lentils and beef as well. And so you basically give an opportunity to consumers to save a little bit of money and and perhaps produce something that is healthy for them and their loved ones. That's the kind of paradigm we haven't really seen in agri-food all that much in recent, in, in many many years, and that needs to happen.
1: Should there be more advertising or more of a publicity campaign by the livestock sector?
2: There's a lot of myths out there, for sure. Uh, I think the Canadian public actually misunderstands the livestock industry. But the Canadian Food Food Guide, which is coming up uh, in a couple of months, uh, is, is not necessarily be kind to, to meat products in general. Right now, meat products do have a very, very important role to play within the current Food Guide, which is 12 years old. But we're about to see a Food Guide which could... Discourage uh, Canadians uh, from from eating the same amount of meat as the, the current food guide prescribes. So this is not great news for them. So they, so you really need to make sure that you you position your product favorably with other kinds of uh, commodities uh, like uh, vegetable protein to promote your own. Uh, essentially,
1: what other information will you be giving to the cattlemen?
2: I think the future is bright for the livestock industry. You just need to see the the market differently and you need to engage with consumers, and not necessarily just to advocate, but to understand consumers, where they're coming from, what their concerns are, uh, generally speaking. And if you do that, then you'll be able to better position your product. Uh, To condemn the existence of products like Beyond Meat is really futile. You really think beyond that. You can condemn whoever you want, uh, however you want, but at the end of the day, the consumer really is the CEO of the entire food supply chain.
1: So then a good publicity campaign would be something you'd advocate?
2: It it's part of the solution, but most importantly, I think you need to to connect with consumers, survey, understand where the needle is, uh, understanding public sentiment overall re- regarding the environment for example, because the the plant-based narrative is really overpowering everything else right now. And uh and I'm I'm not sure the livestock industry is in control of that narrative. Uh, so, in, in in order to do that, you really need to connect with the public and establish a real relationship with consumers overall.
1: How do they do that?
2: Well, it's it's by exchanging data uh, essentially. Uh, it's by understanding the survey instead of just disputing whatever is, may not be favorable to your cause, but to try to understand why are people looking at vegetable proteins. Why are people looking at the different types of products uh, that they weren't before? Demographics, people are getting older, the younger generations, they're buying online. Why are they buying online? People will buy food differently now today than than yesterday, and they will actually buy food products differently tomorrow as well. Understanding what lies ahead is very important to the livestock industry. And, And furthermore, I would say, listen, people are walking around eating. They're eating in different places. They're curious. They want to experience something different. And you want to make sure that your product is part of that new experience they're seeking.
1: Professor of Food Policy at Dalhousie University, Sylvain Charlebois speaks at the Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference in Regina, which runs Wednesday through Friday of next week. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Grain market analyst Neil Townsend has a mixed outlook for barley. Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says there's been limited interest in malt barley.
0: Nothing that's kind of gained traction where we see you know like the, the prices kind of incrementing up, and I think the industry sort of has a sense that there's enough quality barley out there. On the feed barley side, I mean it's kind of waned and waxed a bit. Uh, you know I think like it's you know there's still some solid demand for feed barley, and I mean I think the overall because of the export pull, and and barley's had some very you know good export numbers uh, throughout the marketing year, and China continues to be like a source of uh, you know buying. Now again it's debatable whether they're buying, you know, strictly malting barley or some feed barley or whatever. I mean, I I tend to think it's a bit of both. But I think barley's got some strong fundamentals behind it. Again, I think that the prices today, you know, we're looking at probably like upside of a quarter, uh and then feed wheat is very robust as well and we're looking at some upside for that i mean it's a strong price right now even without probably you know gaining a quarter i think feed wheat's going to be like a you know if you do have feed wheat it's a, it's going to be a a solid marketing experience in 2018 19 for canola i mean canola's maybe a little bit. The jury's out on canola. And I think like uh, canola, first of all, the fundamentals in Canada are a little weaker than they have been. I mean, we're projecting to have, you know, close to a 2 million ton carryout. That's a bit of a drag on prices. The second concern would be China. Is China, and and again, we're awaiting, you know, more data and to see the catch up from what happened in Christmas time and that kind of thing. So we're looking at the CGC data, looking for Statistics Canada data to just see like, where are we on the export, uh, uh, thing. And I mean, where we have been up until today is basically like, you know, we're we're sort of on par with last year, but not ahead enough to kind of project to the kind of export target that we maybe had when we came into this marketing year, where we thought it would set a record by, you know, six or 700,000 tons. It may set a record, but it's going to be a more modest record of a 100 or 200,000 tons above where we were otherwise. And even to get to there, we still need a little bit of help. A uh, couple benchmarks that I watch for are, say, the Chinese New Year is happening in uh, early February this year. Sometimes they go on a bit of a buying spree before the Chinese New Year, and sometimes when they come back after their couple weeks off, they do a bit more buying there. I would think that in this marketing year, to see some buying interest, to see some more activity around that time would really have some uh, stronger support for canola. The other thing I note for canola is that we are selling at a discount to the other markets that are marketing canola, so the European Union uh, Australia, Ukraine. We're the cheapest canola in the world. So people who want canola are probably going to be coming for canola. On the downside for canola, one risk for canola is that there continues to be like a, you know, a big abundance of soybeans around there. So any buyer who's flexible between like canola and soybean can buy soybean for cheaper. On the positive side is the South American weather has started to show some signs of cracking, and they're no longer talking about a record crop in brazil they're downgrading the uh soybean crop in brazil so that that potentially has uh has canola. You know, maybe going to show some signs of life there. So our price projection on canola is pretty modest. I mean, you could probably get some eleven dollars out there across the prairies today, but we're looking for marketing uh, opportunities between eleven dollars and and at a at a high side with good opportunity eleven fifty.
1: And finally, the pulses. Uh, is there any positive signs there?
0: Well, the pulses continue to see like strong export demand and strong even buying interest. I mean, it kind of you know it it comes and it goes, but better than maybe expected. Uh, the supply and demand balances across the whole spectrum in Canada are a little bit better than we maybe thought. And part of that reason is because the export projections on all of them are kind of going up. Uh, The prices are kind of, you know, they're tracking a little bit higher than we maybe would have expected earlier in the marketing year. But to get to that next leg up to go from, you know, I think, you know, it's possible now to maybe sell a 19-cent lentil in some circumstances, but to get to a number that starts with a 2, like a 20 or a 21 or something like that, that's going to take some sign that, that uh, the Indian policy is, is changing. And the Indians don't show, uh, at least transparently right now, from all their proclamations, that they're going to change the policy. They keep reaffirming the tariff structure and the limits on uh, on imports and all of those kinds of things. I will note that India is coming up to an election Uh, The election happens, I think, in May. And, I mean, some of what their activity on the surface level politically might be or, you know, might be sort of like showing uh, tough signs to the farmers that they're going to support the higher price structure. But from what we know about their cropping conditions right now, where it is dry and that they planted 1 million hectares less than they planted last year for the rabbi crop of pulses, we would say that, you know, there's potential... Uh, a need in, in India to start to uh, import some pulses and, and perhaps put the market there. But our outlook there is, uh, you know, if you see a 19 cent red lentil or a 750 yellow pea, those are those are kind of, that's in the realm of the, the top prices that we might see this year without some change in circumstance in terms of Indian policy.
1: Neil Townsend is a Senior Market Analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollows Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin' Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading. Today, canola fell $2.40 at four forty four twelve. That's $444.12. Oats dropped $1.61 at sixty one at one ninety seven eighty five. Number one red spring wheat decreased 50 cents at 251.30. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 221.81. Feed barley, 192.63. Flax, 478.29. Yellow peas, 253.54. Feed wheat, 193.31. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat is down a quarter cent at 570 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574.
2: Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. We're back. It is the new year. Our first regular sale will be here tomorrow as the action kicks into the gear for the new year. It does look like the feeder cattle are going to be steady. Uh, some of the... Uh, Pre-sold cattle coming direct off the farms. It is steady as she goes, and that is good news. Back with the dollar the way it is, and everything. I'm quite optimistic. We're headed into a very, very nice market season. That's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland,
1: Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,100 hogs
3: Thursday, selling a range of 116 to 136 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,900 head. Selling a range of 119 to 136 per ckg. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, January 4th are: Maple Leaf Sig 5 126.38, Hams Cash 134.88, Thunder Creek Bricko 123.30, and high like 135.89 dollars per ckg. Hams Cash hog price today is up and four. Contract prices open mixed this morning. A Thursday the Canadian dollar was up 54 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.3501. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.62 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are closing the first week in the calendar year of 2019 with strength, and all reporting regions are finishing higher. Large daily slaughter levels suggest packers are not backing off anytime soon, even though a lowering cutout value trend seen as late aids into packer profitability. The U.S. government shutdown is preventing the reporting of export sales, and while the weekly report can be criticized, it did provide a glimpse into trends in a timelier fashion than the monthly reports. Lean hog futures are trading in a choppy pattern as the market attempts to reconcile the lack of official data to developments elsewhere.
1: The weather outlook for today. Periods of light snow and blowing snow this afternoon. Wind northwest 50 gusting to 70. Temperature falling to minus 9 this afternoon. The low minus 15. Tomorrow, snow. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, blowing snow, temperature steady near minus 16, the low minus 23. Regina, blowing snow advisory, it's drifting snow and minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.